Hey, my name is Jason Byler. I'm the pastor of Life Change Church. Thank you so much for checking out our podcasts. I believe that if you'll listen to them, uh, that you will be blessed. Mark 4 tells us that the Word of God uh, planted down inside of our hearts uh, can bring forth a rich, beautiful, abundant harvest in our lives. This is my desire uh, for you. Uh, so as you listen to the Word, just receive it. Let it get down in your heart. And bring forth a harvest. Thank you so much again for listening. God bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thanks, babe. Good to have you back. You're, you just need to get stirred up a little bit. You just, you know, a little bit. Praise Jesus. Well, as Joy said, um, we are going to start a new series uh, this morning uh, called, uh, called The Bible Tells Me uh, So. And uh, many, many of you, um, like I did, probably sang this uh, wonderful song uh, when you were growing up uh, in church uh, that, uh, that just tells us, that just says this. Jesus, it's, it's so simple, isn't it? It's so powerful. Uh, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Can you pull that up? I don't know if you can, Dave. If you can't, that's fine. But can you pull that up on the TV too? If not, good, good to go. Um, for the Bible uh, tells me uh, so. It, it, it's amazing to me uh, how, how much relevant, powerful, uh, needed truth uh, can, be, can be packed into one uh, spoken or, or sung little verse. And, and this one that says, for the Bible tells me so, is, is one of those power-packed little sentences that says so much that, uh, that we need to hear and be reminded of in our generation. Uh, I mean, I remember singing this as a kid, Jesus loves me, this I know, uh, for the Bible tells me so. Not only in church, I, I feel like, like when we were driving down the road in the car, we'd break out. You know, we did like family singing in the car. I don't know. People don't do that anymore, right, because of phones and devices and, and nobody's bored when they drive anywhere. They're just kept up, catching up on Facebook or their game time or, you know, so nobody sings together anymore. I, I sing by myself while I'm driving because you know, uh, all my family's deviced up, right? They pray for us. We need deliverance. We need... Yes, and, and so do many of you, I'm sure. Didn't we sing that in the car? We sing, Jesus loves me, this I know, for, and, and many other things in the, in the video. We would also play the, the, uh, the ABC game. Anybody ever do that? You know, where you go through the ABCs off the of letters, off of the signs. All these, all, it's sad, all these things are going away. We've got to renew some of this. We need a revival of these things. Um, but, uh, but this wonderful song uh, says... Uh, something powerful and gives us some real powerful uh, direction as it says to us, Jesus loves me, this I know, uh, for the Bible tells me so. And I, I think maybe a great one to add on to that that we need in this uh, generation is the, uh, the, like just the declaration that, that each and every one of us need to make. Is, maybe you remember this one too, is the, is the B-I-B-L-E? Yes, that's the book for me. That needs to be said. Out of the, out of the depths of of our heart. There needs to be a declaration that comes up out of our mouth that there are many books, and, and, and the Bible says to the writing of books, there is no end. There are many books, but there is one book for me. It's the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that is the book for me. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I just felt the anointing of the Holy Ghost come into this place. We need this in this time. We need this in our generation. We need the Bible again in our culture. We need, we need the song being sung again, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. Now, I, as I thought about this, I thought, you know, maybe, maybe an, a way to understand how powerful this sentence is, uh, is, to, is to look at it in, a, in, in the form of a conversation between two people, where, where one person says, hey, Jesus loves me, and the other person looks at him and says, well, well, how do you know? And then they respond, their answer is, well, well, because the Bible tells me so. So you have, you have one person, the first, let's call them the first person, the first person says, 
Jesus loves me. And, and what that is, is that is a doctrinal statement. They are making a, a doctrinal statement. They are declaring something that they believe to be true. Doctrine is, is, is you know, it, it, it's normally laid on an organization or a, or, or a church or, or a business. You know, many of them have doctrinal statements or, or a denomination, but, but it can be applied to the individual as well that we each have a doctrine. It's, it's, it's what we believe. It's our deeply held beliefs that then uh, out of that should come our, our, our deeply uh, held values and convictions. That's what, what our doctrine is. And it's a, to say that uh, Jesus loves me is a doctrinal statement. I believe in Jesus and I believe that he loves me. Well, well what often happens when we make a doctrinal statement is that it's questioned and that's okay. And someone says, well, well why? How do you know? And after the doctrinal statement, and then there's the question, then there is the supporting answer. All of this packed into this little song, this little sentence, there's a supporting answer. Well, I know because, because why? Because the Bible tells me so. And that is the answer. It, I'm not saying it's the only answer, but it, but it, is, it is the answer that is needed more than anything else, it is the Bible tells me so. And, and this, this used to be when doctrinal statements were made and questions were asked, this used to be one of the main answers given. And it used to be one of the acceptable answers that, that was given. Like, you know, like we could just throw out some. Like a... Like, hey, yeah, I believe that you should go to church. Well, well, why? Well, how do you know? Well, the, the Bible tells me so. Or, um, or, uh, or I believe that, uh, hey, 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 did you know this? That, that, um, that you know what's better than, than getting? You know what's better than receiving? Giving. Well, how do you know? Well, the, the Bible tells me uh, so. You, you know, you know that, uh, that, man, we should really watch over what we say. Our, our words are so powerful and important. We should really be careful what we say. Well, well why? How do you know? Well, the, the Bible tells me so. Or, 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 or let me tell you this, you know, in, in the beginning, back before there was anything, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, how do you know? Well, the Bible tells me so. Well, you know that, uh, you know that, that Jesus was born in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago. Well, well, how do you know? Well, the Bible tells me so. You know that, that he, Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Well, how do you know? You get it, right? Well, the Bible tells me so. He, and, you, and you know that he said that he would rise again in three days? Well, how do you know that he said that? Well, the Bible tells me so. And you know that he rose again in three days? Well, how do you know? Well, the Bible tells me so. And do you know that he's, that he's coming back again? As, as king and judge? Well, how do you know that? Well, the Bible tells me so. You know that he's going to wipe out all fear and pain and suffering and death. Wipe every tear from the eyes of those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Well, how do you know? Well, the Bible tells me so. You know this morning that Jesus loves you? Do you know that? Everybody watching online, do you know it this morning? Every now and then, we just gotta, we just gotta be reminded that God loves me, that Jesus loves me, that he, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Well, how do you know? Well, the Bible 
The Bible tells me so. And I know like, like you're probably starting to get bored with that. Like how many, how many can we go through and say this? But, but this is what our doctrinal belief system should be supported by. And when we make doctrinal statements, we should answer it with, the Bible tells me so. But there's, there's been something that's happened in our culture, uh, in, in, our, in our day, and it's not been you know, a sudden thing, although, it, although it, there's, there's something interesting taking place right now that we're going to get to in just a second, but, but over time, there has been a shift. I say a shift in our America because I believe, um, you, know, you know, when I study history that actually has evidence to support it, what I find, I mean, there's, there's history out there that doesn't have evidence to support it, but, but when I, that has evidence to support it, what I find for our America is that, is that our doctrinal belief system was founded on what the Bible says. That, that we made statements, and, and, and those statements, people say, well, well why? And it says, well, because the Bible tells us so. But something has happened over time to where to where all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but, but over time, we've gotten away from this to where this is no longer the answer. The Bible tells me so. We make statements, like, like I, hear, I hear statements made all the time, where like, like things are done, and, and the reason I did this is because is it's just the right thing to do. That, that statement is made, it's just the right thing to do. And, and you know, if somebody were to say, well, why? Well, how do you know? The answer would not be, well, the Bible tells me so, because the thing that was done is against what the Bible uh, says. So we've gotten away from this, well, the Bible tells me uh, so, and, 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 there's, and there's been a, a shift, and uh, you know, a major part of the problem is that this has gotten into the church as well. In the church, we're declaring things that the Bible doesn't say. We're, we're, we're not our church, but in the American church. We will not do this, not on my watch, um, but, it, but it's, it's got into Christians, maybe I should say, got into Christians where, where no longer is their doctrine supported by what the Bible says. Like, like I, see, I see Christians, you know, because you see everything these days, right? Because of Facebook and, and all the other things that are out there that I don't know about. I don't even care for Facebook that much, but I'm thankful for it, but I don't care for it, but I'm thankful for it. But you know, somebody fussed at me the other day that I'm not on there enough, and I was like, I don't know, man. It's just hard for me. I, I'm just not wired or something. I'm too old. I don't, I don't know. Um, and I'm not even that old, but I, uh, anyway, focus. <clears throat> you know, you, you see everything these days, and so, so, so you see Christians making statements, statements that are not in agreement with what the Bible says, and, and they support those statements in, in several ways. You see a lot of people doing this, by the way. Let me just identify three of them uh, for you that are kind of interesting right now uh, that are taking place. Uh, and I don't know that they're new, uh, but they just seem to be um, clearly out there. Uh, one of them is, one of, the, one of the supporting statements for what people are declaring to believe is, uh, is that a, an individual or a person or an author says so, tells me so. You know, you know, so, so it's some, you could put somebody's name, tells me uh, so. You know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a teacher or a, or, or a mom or a dad or, 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 or an author, you know, that's, you know, famous and a big deal out there because, uh, well, I believe this, let me say something, and, and they say, well, this person tells me so. Uh, like, maybe like evolution. I, I believe evolution. Well, well why? Well, because well, Darwin tells me so. Ever think about that? I mean, just let that settle in. Because some, because some individual, some person that tells me so, or, or this one's really popular uh, these days, um, they make a statement, a doctrinal statement, something that they believe to be true, and, and then if you ask the question, well, well how do you know? Well, why? Uh, and, uh, and, you know, instead of the Bible, we've got science there now. That's big, big time, isn't it? Well, well, well science tells me so. And, you know, I'm not against people's, other people 
Uh, and, and we need, actually need other people in our lives to help build within us uh, sound doctrine. And I'm not against science uh, either, uh, um, not against it, but uh, I don't want as, as my uh, supporting uh, answer for what I believe, you know, like it just doesn't work. Like, uh, like you know, Jesus loves me? Jesus loves you? Well, how do you know? Well, well science tells me so. It's just not exactly complete. Now, I think science does support it, but it's not exactly complete. Or, or, or this is an interesting one, uh, too. Um, you know, people make uh, statements about, doctrinal statements about, about uh, what they uh, believe. Uh, and, uh, and instead of, you know, uh, instead of the Bible, they put their, well, well I tell me so. Uh, you know, I, you know, that's just, I've decided uh, I, I believe that. It's, it's my idea. It's, it's my uh, opinion, and I believe it. And so, so, that's, um, so that's my uh, supporting uh, statement. So, so those are kind of the things that are going on right now. You know, it's, it's somebody else. It's, it's science. Uh, it is... Uh, it is it is it is me uh, supporting that, or you know, or or it's some group uh, somewhere that is telling me uh, so. So so in our culture, there's a lot of doctrinal statements that are being made, and those are being questioned. And the answer that is given is not this: the Bible tells me so. Whatever it may be, it is it is something else that is being given. That's a shift that's kind of taken place in our lives. By the way. Uh, if you if you want to know um, if your doctrine is sound doctrine, just like simple test, is my doctrine sound doctrine? When you make a doctrinal statement and you're questioned, can you answer with the Bible tells me so? If you can't answer with the Bible tells me so, then then your doctrine is not sound. Doctrine. So, so if what you're believing and what you're fighting for and what you're uh, passionate about, what is your core deep belief system, can't come back to this, the Bible tells me uh, so, uh, then chances are pretty good that you're off doctrinally. And, and that is a major problem. It is a big, big deal. I think one of the problems, one of the reasons that we're off doctrinally a lot, a lot of times, and, and a lot of people are, is because, is because sound doctrine is not highly valued. Doctrine is highly valued. Like we, we all have got to have a belief system that we're passionate about and that we'll fight for, but sound doctrine is not highly valued. I don't, I don't want to go to battle for false doctrine. I want to, I want to stand for sound doctrine. Now, now, there's here recently this has been kicked up a notch and i think that it's kind of interesting there's something else that's going on it's it's not only that that uh that no one anymore supports what they believe by saying well the bible tells me so it's 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 not only that there's something else that is going on in our time that i think is is very interesting uh because the bible tells us that this will take place, and that this is something that we need to that we need to watch out for and and observe uh, when it when it does happen, uh, when it does play, take place. So, uh, so in order to get to this, uh, I want to go into Second Timothy, uh, chapter three. And and let's work through uh, these. These verses, which just really speak to us uh, uh, um, and, and really support um, what we're talking about this morning, uh, the importance of the Bible telling us so. But, uh, but here, um, you know, 2 Timothy is written by Paul uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to uh, Timothy, uh, who was not only a, a pastor, but a bishop, like over, uh, over other churches. And... Uh, and he, he speaks here in, these, in, in this chapter and, and into chapter 4 uh, of, of the times that are going to come, like, and of end times, that, that in the end times these are going to take place. So, you know, see if this doesn't seem um, 
familiar or similar or look like the times that we are in. So he says, he says uh, but, but mark this uh, or, uh, or, or you know, know this, recognize this, uh, and, and, uh, and be aware of this, uh, that there will be terrible times in the last days. So tell, talking to us about the last days, telling us that things are going to be troubling, things are going to be difficult, and then he begins to uh, lay it out for us. He says, people will be lovers of themselves. That, that is very clearly seen um, when, when you support your doctrinal statements with, with your own opinion. You know, why do you believe that? Well, well because that's what I say. That's what I say is right. That's what I say is, is true. Um, people will be lovers of themselves, uh, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents. And we see you know, this so prevalent in our, in our culture is just this, you know, just uh, among young people, uh, just this, uh, this rebellious uh, dishonoring, disobedient attitude to not only parents but to uh, authorities, disobedient to their parents, uh, ungrateful, uh, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with uh, such people. So here we see that, that in, in verse 5 there's going to be a form of godliness, uh, but it's, it's, it's deceptive, it's, it's twisted, it's going to like look good. And, and people are going to look at it and say, well, man, that looks good, that, that seems okay, that seems right, and, and we'll embrace it even though it goes against what the Bible says. Have nothing to do with them. Verse 6, they are the kind who worm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires. So we start to see um, what is at the heart of you know, kind of twisted, messed up doctrine that, that goes against the Word of God and what the Bible says. They're, they are, they're loaded down with sins and they're swayed by all kinds of evil desires. There are desires within them that shift them and move them and can lead them astray. This is why as a Christian, you cannot be a lover of God and a lover of this world. That you, that you, can't, that you can't want and desire both. Because the evil, sinful desires of this world are eventually going to sway you and lead you astray. That's a lot of times when you see twisted, messed up doctrine in the life of a believer. There is something going on in the sin environment, in the evil desires environment in their lives that they've not been able to find deliverance from or victory over and they've kind of given into that or caved into that and now it's come in and polluted and poisoned their doctrine so they are believing things and even proclaiming things and teaching things that, that are not in line with what the Bible says. Verse 7, always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. It, doesn't that seem like the day that we're in? I mean, we got kids flocking to colleges, you know, by the thousands and paying thousands of dollars to go there and, and always learning. There's so much knowledge about always learning and, and full of knowledge and, and yet never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Always somehow missing out on what is actually right and just and good and true. And as we have talked about in the past, to the point where we come to, in, in a culture where what is right and just and good and true and should be honored is, is all of a sudden opposed and, and rejected and, and, and called vile. Verse 8, just as Janus and Jamboris opposed Moses, 
so also these teachers oppose the truth. See, this is, this is what's starting to take place in our culture. Right, right. For a while, it was, it was just this shift from the Bible. Just this shift from what the Bible says. It, it was okay for me to stand and say, well, Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. It's okay for me to believe that. It's okay for me to say that. Right? That's how it was okay. Now, uh, now uh, others would say, well, yeah, I don't believe that. And I believe something else, but it's okay for you to believe it. It's okay for you to have that as your truth. I'll have my truth. But... But now, what starts to take place is, is it's no longer okay for you to have your truth and me to have my truth, but the actual truth gets opposed. So, so, that, so also these teachers, they start to oppose the truth. Like, can you, can you ever figure out why atheists are so passionate about opposing Jesus and the Bible and the Word of God? I mean, if there's not a God, then what's the big deal? Why is there such opposition to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? Why is there such opposition to the truth? So there's this, this opposing of the truth. We're, you know, I, I think, from what I can see, that we're starting to see this happen. That, that now, to say what the Bible says isn't, isn't well, that's for you anymore. Now it's, now it's opposed and come against. There's opposition to it. They are men of depraved minds who as far as the faith is concerned are rejected. But they will not get very far because as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. Verse 10. You, however, so so conversation now shifts to Timothy, so we should let it now shift to us as well, to, to us as well, on how we should be, on how we should live. Now, listen to what the Bible says. You, however, know all about my teaching and my way of life, my purpose, faith, patience, love, endurance. Isn't Paul full of himself? <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's full of Jesus, and he doesn't mind declaring that Christ should be seen in him. Persecution, sufferings, what kind of things happened to me in Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra? The persecutions I endured, yet the Lord rescued me from all of them. You know, so, so there's going to be opposition against us and the church and the truth and the word of God. Uh, and we shouldn't be surprised by facing difficulties and persecutions and suffering uh, for the cause of Christ. And it's all worth it. But we should also remember that God is with us through it all. How do you know? Well, the Bible tells me so. What in verse 12? In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It's like a little powerful little verse right there. And I, I just wonder, verse 12, go back there to verse 12. I just, I just wonder how many actually want to live a godly life in Christ Jesus? Is there actually in us a desire to live a godly life for God's glory in Christ Jesus? And if there is, then don't worry about it. You're not going to miss out. You will be persecuted. Nobody laughed at that. While evildoers and impostors will go from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. It's like what Jesus said, the blind leading the blind. They're, they're going to be deceived, they're going to deceive, and they're going to be deceived, and it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And at, at some point in time, though, I think, and maybe you agree with me, maybe just my opinion here, at some point in time, like it's going to get so bad, right, that Jesus has got to say enough is enough. And come and get us out of here. But as for you, here it is again, coming back to us. This is, this is us. This is for us. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. 
because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy you have known the Holy Scriptures. The what? The Holy Scriptures, what, what, what Timothy has learned and what he has become convinced of and what he was taught was the Word of God. It, it was the Bible. He is convinced of what the Bible says. How from just a baby, he was taught the Holy Scriptures, which are, this is the Word of God, this is the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, which are what? Able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. So, so that if you need wisdom, if you value wisdom, if you, if you want wisdom in your life, and you definitely need it, and you should want it and value it because it's, it's more uh, costly than gold and, and, and more precious than silver is, is wisdom and great riches can't compare uh, to it, uh, then you will, you will, from the Holy Scriptures, from the Bible, from the Word of God, uh, be made wise. Listen, you know, we all know this verse. This is a powerful passage of Scripture right here. About Scripture. It's Bible about Bible. All Scripture, somebody say all. All, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So, so this, this book, the Bible, the Holy Scriptures... We say this, this is the Word of God. Why do we say that? How do you know? Well, <laughs> the Bible tells me so. We say that this is, that this is useful for teaching and, and rebuking and correcting and training in righteousness and, and for gaining understanding and knowledge and wisdom. Well, how do we know? Well, well the Bible tells me so. So, it's good for all of that, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So that, so that we, the people of God, might be equipped for all that we're going to face and all that God has for us to do, and, and, and so that we might have within us a good, right, just, true, sound doctrine. We know all of this from the Holy Scriptures, from the Word of God. Now, Paul continues here into, uh, into chapter 4, uh, into, into verse 1. It, it really is just continuing uh, on. Uh, in, he's just, he's just going to make this, you know, this charge to, to Timothy. We take it as a charge for us, especially I do, uh, as a preacher. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Hold that right there, just a second. So, so, so he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a charge here, but, but I'm going to set it up by saying to you that, that in the presence of God, and Christ Jesus, right? It's like a marriage ceremony, right? That you, you're not only here before these witnesses, but you are, you are making this vow in the presence of God and not only before these witnesses and to your wife, but to God as well, or to your husband, but to God as well. And, and, then, and then he says, you know, not only is God present and Jesus Christ, but he reminds us who he is, who will judge the living and the dead. You know, I think sometimes you know, we think, you know, what I believe and how I live and what I do and say isn't that big of a deal. And we forget that, that we will all stand before the just judge and be judged on the way that we have lived our lives, on the works that we have done, on the thoughts that we have thought, on the words that we have said, on the things that we've done, on the things that we have not done. Now, I'm not saying we're, we're getting into heaven by our works. It's by grace that we are saved. But we will be judged on the way that we will live, not, 
not to enter into heaven, but based to, to, to discover what our eternal rewards will be. Like some are going to be rewarded more than most. How do you know? Well, the Bible tells me so. We can get into that on another day. But, but you can, if you're interested, you can go search it out and find it. Go, go back to that. Second there. Verse 1. Take a coffee break. In the presence of God in Christ, who will judge the living and the dead. So he reminds us of, of whose presence it is. He reminds us that he is, that he is judge and that he will judge. Now, how do you know that that's going to come? Well, the Bible tells us so. And in view of his appearing, reminding us that he's coming again. If, if you read scripture and you just begin to, to search for all of the times that we are reminded of the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you will be amazed at how many times you discover it and find it. It's, it's as though God wants us to remember that he's coming again. And that we should live as though he's coming again. It's almost like we should be ready. That we should be ready for him to come anytime. I feel like Jesus should have said that. Wouldn't that have been helpful if Jesus would have just said that? Be ready. He did. He did say it. The Bible tells me so. And in view of his appearing and his kingdom. And his appearing, and he's going to return, and his kingdom. And he's going to set up his rule and reign, and forever it shall be. He says, so in view of all that, I give you this charge. Now this is heavy on me, and it should be heavy on all of us, I think. Verse 2. Preach the word. Proclaim the word of the Lord. Like our doctrinal faith statements that we should make should be what the Bible says. Like your preacher should be preaching the word of God. And if your preacher's not preaching the word of God, maybe you should go find one that does. And you can accuse me of a lot of stuff, but you can't accuse me of not preaching Scripture. Right? I'm not, I don't have any self-help books laid open here and just going through chapter 1, chapter 2. I'm not totally against that. I guess there's a time and a place for it. But, but there is the call of God on the preacher's life to preach the Word of God. And, and I'm going to preach the Bible, and I know I do it long. I'm going to work on that, I hope. I'm trying. <laughs> preach the Word. And this needs to be all of us proclaiming the word of God. What coming out of our mouth should be, should be questioned and we should be able to say, the Bible tells me so. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. This, this applies to me, yes. You, you know, so if I'm rebuking you according to the word of God, you, you can't get mad at me. How do you know? Because the Bible tells you so. Encourage and great patience and instruction. But, but like, doesn't this also apply to teachers and, 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 and parents? And, and anyone who is in a place of influencing others and mentoring according to the word of God. Verse 3. For the time will come. See, this is what I said. There's... This is interesting because Scripture says that there's going to come a time. Now see if this doesn't seem familiar to us. See if, see if we haven't come to this time. If Scripture says there's going to come a time and we come to that time, we recognize that time, that should get our attention. It says, for the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. It's not even this, it's not even this that, they, that they don't want sound doctrine, but it's this, they're, they're not going to put up with it. Like they're going to oppose it and stand against it and try to stomp it out and, and put out the flame. They are going to, they're going to fight against not, not doctrine, right? Because doctrine can be anything. They're going to fight against sound doctrine. Doctrine that is actually true. Doctrine that can be supported by saying, because the Bible tells me, so, see if we have it, have we not come to that time? The scripture says that time's coming and we look and see that that time is there. I think that should get our attention. And, and, and maybe something should stir inside of us to, to where we flip-flop this a little bit and we will not put up with just doctrine. 
but we will fight for it to be sound doctrine, especially when it comes to ourselves. You see, you see, something's got to stir up down inside of Andy that says, I'm not just putting up with doctrine in my life. Yeah, I'm not just going to believe every wind of teaching that blows here and there. Right? For, for me, speaking for Andy right now, for me, there, there will only be sound doctrine in my life. You see, when you begin to desire it and value it like that, and, and that's got to take place in the life of a young man and in the life of a young woman, that they've got to begin to value it and, and, and desire it. That is such a key for it to actually taking place and happening in your life. I'm not just putting up with doctrine. It's going to be, it's going to be sound doctrine. It's got to come from what the Bible says. So, so that when Andy makes a statement and somebody says, well, how do you know? Why? He can say, well, because because the Bible tells me so. Or, or, if, or if Ty's out and about, and he comes home, and Greg says to him, what you been doing? And Ty gives an answer, and Greg says, well, why? And Ty says, well, because the Bible tells me so. That's what he wants to be doing. Instead, though, what's happening here, according to Paul, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. Isn't that an interesting, <laughs> direct, true uh, statement? So, so, so coming out of what, again, we have here, their own desires... They're not going to put up with sound doctrine because it doesn't suit their own desires. So instead of that, in order to have a doctrine that they can feel good about, they will gather around themselves a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. If we had time, I could actually go into the Bible and tell you the story of the death of Ahab where he actually does this. He actually knows what God is saying, knows what God wants, but it doesn't suit his desires. And so he gathers around himself a great number of teachers to say what his, his itching ears want to hear. And when, and when uh, Jehoshaphat, no, I can't think of his name. Is that it? Is that right? Anyway, I'll check it out later. Sorry. When he, when he is invited to the party, he says, is there anybody here? who can hear from God, because none of these guys can. There's nobody here telling the word of the Lord. And, and there's one guy, Micaiah, who, who Ahab knows can hear from God, but he wasn't invited to the party. Because he knew that he wasn't going to say to him what his itching ears wanted to hear. You're, you may be in trouble. You may be in trouble. If like the one or two people in your life who you know can hear from God are not invited into your decisions, your conversations, into your thinking, that you are intentionally keeping them out and surrounding yourself with others who will say to you what you want to hear. You don't want people in your life who's going to say to you what you want to hear. You want people in your life who hear from God who are going to tell you what you need to hear. And if you're keeping them out, you already know you're in trouble. And that will lead to, it led to Ahab's demise, it will lead to yours as well. For the time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. They will turn their ears away from the truth and turn aside to miss. There's like this an intentional uh, shifting away uh, from, from what is true and, and there's almost like in them a knowledge that they're doing it to turn aside to, to just miss. But you, here it comes again, bring him back into this. But you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. Do the work of an evangelist. Discharge all the duties of your, of your ministry. And then he in verse 6, 
Paul speaks of himself again. He says, for, for I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time of my departure is near, recognizing that, that, that his time's coming to an end here. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Isn't that what you want to be able to come to? Isn't that what you want to be able to say? You know, like push your own desires away and, and, and live by what the Bible says like, like Paul did. And if, if you will, if your doctrine will be that kind of sound doctrine that is supported by what the Bible says because the Bible tells me so, then, then, then I think you come to the place like Paul where you can say, I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I've kept the faith. Verse 8, now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. That's, that's worth it. It's worth, it's worth everything you have to do to get it. And if you'll build within you doctrine that is supported by the Word of God, I think you come to the place where, where you are excited about this reward, where that is what you desire and long for. And then he says, I, I love this, right? Because we're like, well, that's what Paul's going to get. But, but no, then he says this, and, and not only me, and not only to me, but all those, but, to, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. For all of us who, who know that Jesus is coming and that he's coming for his people who are called by his name, for those who have put their faith and trust in him, for those who declare, Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I am waiting and longing for his glorious appearing so that I might receive the reward that he has for me, a crown of righteousness, a robe of white, a stone with my unique name on it, my own white horse that's been raised just for me to ride around heaven in. I am, I am, I am longing for that. I am waiting for that glorious appearing. That, that reward is worth, is worth, is worth building our lives on the Word of God. Declaring, declaring as the answer to everything that we believe. Because, because the Bible tells me so. Shaking off everything that, that is false and everything that is deceptive that comes from desires of the flesh that are sinful and evil, that is teachings of this world, uh, 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 not embracing that, opposing all of that, and making sure that, that as for me, you, you can almost apply Joshua's words uh, to so many things, right? As for me and my house, as for me and, and this, this house right here, it's going to be what God has said. It's going to be what the Bible says, and when I make a doctrinal statement out of my mouth, like Jesus loves me, I'm going to be able to support it with, because that's what the Bible says. That is the Word of God. Let's pray. Lord, as we just get going in this, in this series today, just here at the beginning of it, Lord, I pray that, uh, that our desire for you and our desire for truth and our desire to be able to, to say, I have fought a good fight, I've run the race, I've, I've, I've done the will of God. Our desire for our heavenly home and our eternal reward, that it will outweigh any other desire by far in our lives. And that something will stir inside of us for truth, for the Word of God. We'll have a passion within us for, for sound doctrine. 
that that will be the desire within us, Lord, because when we desire something, man, we go get it. And that because we, we desire truth and, and sound doctrine, that, that we will, will dive into the Scriptures, into the Word of God, and make sure that our beliefs, that our statements are supported by, are answered by, well, the Bible tells me so. This is what the Word of God says. This is what the Bible says. Lord, I pray for, for Christians all over our nation and all around the world that, that you'll stir within us again a, a love and a passion for your word and that we will know what the Bible says and build our lives upon that. Lord, I pray for, for children and young people. Father, growing up, I pray that like, like Timothy, that they will know and become convinced of the Holy Scriptures, the truth of the Holy Scriptures that they are, that they are taught and that they, will, that they will build their lives on what the Bible says. Lord, I pray that, that somehow you'll get the Word of God back into our schools. Lord, and, and, and even in our churches, we need the Word back in our churches. Because people are believing things that are not what the Bible says. Get the word of God back into our families, Lord. Get it back into our hearts. That we would all speak the word of God and that we would answer. The answer that we'd give for our beliefs would be the word of God. What the Bible says. Help us with this, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I just... I want to ask everyone uh, this morning uh, the question, have you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Uh, if you will trust Him, if you will put your faith in Him and give Him your life and make Him your passion, then you will have a crown of righteousness that awaits you. You will find life and that more abundantly and that eternity, for eternity. I know that because the Bible tells me so. So if you would this morning, would you just pray with me? Just pray this prayer from your heart. Just repeat uh, after me uh, and make Jesus the Lord of your life. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. And Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins and I receive your forgiveness. And Jesus, I open my heart and ask you to come into my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Be my forever passion. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, God bless you. Have a great week. Make sure that you uh, dive into the Scriptures and learn what the Bible says. God bless.